Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Specsavers PAC Audiology podcast. Joining me today all the way from Germany we have Hans Christian Drexler who works for GN. Hi Christian, how are you? Hey there, I'm uh, doing great, how are you? I'm not too bad, thank you very much. Before we get started, is it nice and sunny where you are right now? Oh yes, it is uh, sunny and uh, very nice here. Definitely. Oh, fantastic. The UK yeah. are currently seeing, well, we're currently seeing some nice weather, so hopefully that will last. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, Christian, and what you do for GN? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I'm working in the global product management as a senior audiologist, and I'm sitting in the team of training and education. What we do is uh, we develop um training strategies and integrate them internally and as well externally and as well we are working on the external and internal communication strategies oh wow it sounds very very interesting so some of the people that will be watching pack uh, might actually remember you from our road shows i think last march were you over in the uk and you were presenting some stuff with the rest of the global team yeah absolutely so uh, we were in, in different cities in the UK um, uh, presenting um, our advanced products uh, for Specsavers, yes. Oh, fantastic. Um, so you very kindly agreed to present at PAC again this year for us, or for us this year. Last year, I think we had Ayrton from your team. Um, would you just be able to give us a bit of an overview as to what you'll be presenting to us at the conference? Absolutely. So uh, at this uh, at this year's uh, PHC conference, I'll be talking about the uh, digitalization in the hearing industry, respectively, the evolutionary technology change in audiology. So technology in general is developing at an accelerated pace. So um, how to put it, there were more inventions in the last 10 years than in the 30 years before, and there were more inventions in these 30 years than in the 100 years before. So technology has changed the way we communicate, the way we socialize, the way we learn, the way we consume, and the way we do our business. And especially during the global health crisis, we've all experienced traumatic changes in our personal life, in our work environment, but most importantly, we experienced uh, the tremendous potential, the strength of digital networks and communication solutions. So take our telehealth care solutions, ReSound Assist and ReSound Assist Life Assistance as an example. It did not only guarantee that thousands of patients around the globe had access to professional hearing care during the uh, COVID lockdown, and that HCPs and audiologists could offer this service and conduct face-to-face -face appointment online, but this technology also has helped us in R&D to contact patient trials uh, for a completely new hearing aid feature. And I mean the complete procedure from testing to verification. So, um, however, you might ask yourself which potential the digitalization and the corresponding digital transformation process has and what it exactly means for our industry, which perspectives and opportunities these technologies offer and how they can be integrated the best way possible into the workflow to optimize the fitting process and patient satisfaction. Uh, and this is what I want to focus primarily on in my presentation. Um, I want to give a comprehensive overview about the current technology uh, 
technological progresses and trends from a technological, but also from a business-related point of view and give recommendations for the integration of the respective technologies. But more importantly, I want to highlight the associated benefits for the hearing aid users who should always be in the center of any technological solution that is developed. That sounds fantastic. I have to admit, I'm quite looking forward to this presentation. And I know I'm hopefully going to get a sneaky little glimpse as to what might what our delegates might be in for when they tune into your talk. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think you you hit on a really key point right at the end there, and I think it it centers around a lot of what we do as audi as audiologists, patient centered yeah. care. So yeah. I know that you know the ecosystem, as GN referred to it as, is all is all effectively centered around the person and the patient that's involved. Uh, yeah. And it sounds like your talk will will still tie into that, which is obviously is, is fantastic for our clinicians. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I will primarily focus, of course, like, of course, we will talk about the technological um, development uh, in our industry, but also in general. But I will primarily focus on the ecosystem that GN provides for HCPs, audiologists, and um, users. So basically, we want to really talk about. Um, our, our ecosystem and how it is possible to find the right solution for the corresponding patient needs. And uh, we basically created a complete ecosystem around the customer, around the user, uh, with accessories, direct streaming options, telehealth care solutions. So um, um, we will talk about a lot. I'm it still thinking of... I'm, I'm sorry, I'm still thinking about how to integrate that all uh, into the presentation because there's a lot to talk about here. Yeah, I imagine it's a, it's about getting all those key points across. And I think for anyone who's listening to this, the big thing to remember when you attend Christian's talk is just to bring a pen and paper, because it sounds like a lot of things from what you've just said that would actually help our clinicians um, when they return to clinic, whether it's that day or the next day or, you know, really get them thinking. So to take those key points away from your presentation, yeah. I think just make sure you bring bring a, a good notebook and a pen. Um, <laughs> would you agree, Christian? Yeah, I would ab absolutely uh, agree. But I'm also happy to share the presentation afterwards. You're too good to us. <laughs> um, so obviously your talk sounds fascinating and you know it's I think what from what you've said it definitely gives our clinicians food for thought and it will definitely get them interested into in attending um, mm -hmm. just to find out a little bit more about the work that you've been doing obviously the whole world has been going through coronavirus and COVID-19 however you want to deem it over the last few months last pretty much most of this year actually and we're yeah. mid-September now um, mm. what challenges have you been presented with during COVID and what have you done to overcome these challenges? Well that's a good question um, it's a tough one so what challenges haven't we faced so <laughs> during the last month we faced every challenge imaginable from conducting patient trials in R&D remotely to speeding up technology release timelines like our GN Assist Live uh, teleaudiology solution and many more. So yeah. what was planned for an in-person training in June, for example, um, we were presenting um, a new feature um, needed to be converted to a fully immersive online training. And we only had a few weeks to do it uh, due to COVID. So fortunately, we have an incredible group of colleagues to do this. Um, and we were able to leverage online learning tools and dove right into learning 
all new technology systems to ensure successful training and launch readiness for our global colleagues. But we also successfully pulled out uh, the largest virtual gathering of hearing care professionals across wow. the world with our latest virtual conference. We had nearly 10,000 HCPs registered from all over the world, and that's like nearly four times the amount of the last uh, AAA audiology uh, now convention. And if that wasn't enough, just like much of our <laughs> profession worldwide, <laughs> we felt the f uh, financial effects as a company. Of course, yeah. we shared the burden of this loss and took global pay cuts and worked through some difficult follows. So here we are taking pay cuts, losing resources to follow and uh, pivoting to take every uh, thing 100% virtual to keep our employees, customers and users safe. And you can imagine this uh, would require immense teamwork and collaboration amongst our global colleagues and indeed we did. It was during this time we really uh, saw just how amazing the culture of GN truly is. You yeah. know, having worked for GN for over 10 years, I've always known how special GN's culture is, but seeing how we all pull together through the toughest of times really makes me proud of the company I work for though. Oh, that's fantastic that is. And I think, you know, some of those challenges that you that you highlighted will will have been felt across the whole industry i think and yeah. you know gn have already got such a good online presence so they've already got such a good you know presence in the world of technology with with however that might be whether it's through the hearing aids whether it's through the teams i guess you've you really utilized that and you know expanded on what you're already doing to try and reach every corner of the of the country or every corner of the world i should say actually because you're not you're not in the yeah. uk yeah, actually, actually, uh, every corner in the world. And, you know, it was it is an interesting process to but also uh, it is fascinating for me. Like I'm a, I'm a tech geek, so yeah. um, it was it was so fascinating for me to look into different solutions. You have teams, you have Zoom, you have um, you have um, Adobe. Um, and Cisco uh, system solutions uh, for for training for meetings, it's it it was just uh, it was just a fascinating and inspiring uh, process overall. Definitely, you know. It sounds it sounds incredible, and I mean, you touched upon the what was it the largest the largest virtual conference? Is that the, did I hear yes, that right? Exactly, the largest virtual gathering of hearing care professionals. And was yeah. that when when was that? Was that the beginning of this month? Exactly. Yes. Oh, so I'm really gonna be a really big geek now and be like, I was one of those people that registered and attended. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. D don't ask me any questions though. Not yet. I haven't gone through all my uh, all my stuff. But it was definitely interesting. I mean, to have a look at how different how different manufacturers were putting together different conferences. And I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed the day. I had it on in the background whilst I was doing um whilst I was obviously doing my job. Um, mm -hmm. and it's. it's it's been interesting to see how some of those things how some of those things will come into effect and everyone that's listening to this will be like oh well what are they talking about obviously i'm i wouldn't be right for me to say um hopefully christian might be able to give us a bit of insight into what was presented at that conference so what were you guys what was the main aim of the conference that you guys had at the beginning of this month the main aim was to to launch a new product, Resound One, which features um, the new Marie um, receiver type, uh, which has a microphone directly in the ear. So instead of only two microphones working on each ear, we now have three ears. 
And that provides the patients uh, with, of course, obviously the important um, um, spectral um, spatial cues that they need to orientate themselves, uh, um, not only in, in difficult listening environments, but also in a normal listening environment. It just guarantees more yeah, a more natural sound. And um, upon that, uh, we also launched a completely new, um, a completely new casing, completely new design, completely new colors, new charger. So, um, and, and a completely new directional um, strategy, all access directionality, um, which I'll be happy to inform you guys as soon as I can. It was it was a fascinating day. Um, I know I've I've spoken to um, I've spoken to one of your colleagues about it, and I thoroughly enjoyed listening to it. And I've gone back and listened to a few of the talks. So hopefully, when our delegates listen in to to PAC, they'll feel the same excitement that I felt around the GN conference, and they'll want to re-listen or re-watch some of the some of the topics that we've got on um, on our agenda. So obviously, you've spoken a little bit about the new products product that's launched and you've spoken to us about the challenges that you faced during mm -hmm. COVID and what you did to overcome those. Mm -hmm. How do you see your line of work progressing within the next five years? So over the next five years, uh -huh. in light of everything that's happening, because I imagine COVID has has changed things for a lot of people. How would you how do you foresee your your particular work changing or your line of work changing? Mm, mm. Yeah, um, so I think um, it's pretty clear, having experienced the disruption of the global pandemic, uh, virtual ways of working will need to become more robust in our industry. That's a fact. And I can see this translating into completely new business models for hearing care professionals and users getting safe access to appropriate care globally. On a personal level, Extensive, uh, extensive travel has been a large part of my role uh, historically. And as we adapt to successful uh, virtual work environments, I think travel will become less common. Though I enjoy to travel, this will no doubt increase our efficiency and allow us to help more of our colleagues globally. The industry and the world are changing and I don't think we'll ever be back to our previous normal. And the quicker we realize that and adapt, to it the better yeah yeah i think definitely i mean i i totally do empathize with you um with the whole traveling perspective it's part a big part of my job to travel um to certain areas of the uk and i know mm -hmm. that that's that's been stopped at the minute um but it's interesting to see how you where you see the line of work progressing to um and obviously mm -hmm. it's it's it will be interesting to see how the industry itself adapts over the next few years um in line with everything that's happened this year, because I imagine that this will have repercussions for the industry for a good few years, um, for, a f for a good few years afterwards, I guess. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I've asked everyone that we've interviewed on the podcast this next question. Um, okay. So it rightly, I rightly have to ask you as well. And I know we did a written Q, a bit of a written Q and A with Christian um, when we were getting some information from him that so we could promote his session. And I read your answer to this. Um, and to be fair, I did actually enjoy the answer that you gave. So my question to you, Christian, <laughs> is what would your ideal career be if not an audiologist? Oh, 
Um, that's another tough one. So <laughs> I've I've always loved the science behind hearing and sound. And yeah. one thing I really enjoy about this profession is the extreme flexibility in career path. Um, take for for instance my career path. I started to study audiology back in 2006, and after I received my bachelor, I started out working as a HCP in a family-owned small business in Frankfurt. Also had the chance to work in the university clinic. Um, and since 2010, I've served in different roles on the industry side of things, currently in my role as senior audiologist in global audiology. And this has probably been my favorite role in the industry so far. Um, and the broad spectrum of my work is just fascinating and motivates me every day. But um, besides from that, to back to your questions. So though I don't think I would change my career voluntary, if I had to, I might choose aeronautics. So my father is a retired commercial airline pilot. He flew for Lufthansa for over 40 years. And from a young age, I became intrigued with aeronautical physics. So in fact, I actually have obtained my private pilot and instrument license and have been working towards my commercial license. So before COVID hit, I had locked nearly 200 hours of flying time. And eventually, when I'm much older, I'd like to combine my passions for training in aeronautics by combining a commercial flight instructor. But for now, I'm more than happy of where I'm at. See, whilst we thoroughly enjoy having you in the field of audiology, unfortunately, the people listening to this won't be able to see the pure excitement of my face when you said aeronautics, because I absolutely love it and I think it's great. And the fact that you've locked in some locked in some um, flying hours, which obviously will have been affected with by COVID. How, what made, apart from obviously your dad being in that profession, what made you, what made you want to be a, be a pilot really? I'm saying it like I'm saying the wrong thing, but you know, what made you want to get behind the wheel of an aeroplane? Was it just that experience of, of the profession your dad had been in? Well, I have to say that, of course, he influenced me a lot. So um, basically, me and my brothers, we were all like tech geeks. And, and we, we when we, when I personally um, were sitting like uh, on the jump seat uh, in the cockpit, I was so fascinated and I always wanted to do the same thing. And later on, he took me uh, flying in a small airplane. I also had the chance to take over the, uh, the controls, uh, of course, with him sitting beside, beside me. And, and the immediate feeling of complete freedom um, was, was, I think that was the most important aspect, the freedom to go wherever you want to go, but also to let go of your, of any anger, of any fears, to, to be truly free. It's just you in the air and, and it's, it's just a feeling of freedom, um, that, uh, that, uh, still gives me so much every time, um, I go flying. I think that's fascinating. I mean, but anyone who's listening to this and knows me will know that I absolutely hate flying. I love going on holiday. I love going abroad, but I, I really am not a very good, not a very good flyer. But listening to people talk about their experiences in things like learning to fly a plane or, you know, aeronautics or anything like that truly does just fascinate me. And when I read your answer um, 
when it was emailed through to me I was like I definitely need to ask him about this on the podcast because <laughs> it fascinated me so thank you for sharing that with us I mean it's, it's it's always nice to get an insight into people away from the world of audiology and you know I think we love having you in the profession um but I also love the fact that you can fly planes <laughs> uh, and before I do let you leave um yeah. or before I do let you go one question that is sure. one of my favorite questions to ask is what one piece of advice would you give to anybody who is starting out in the field of audiology so whether that's starting out um, with mm -hmm. a manufacturer whether that's starting out as a as an audiologist in a clinic what's that one piece of advice that you maybe wish you'd gotten when you were starting the profession or that you would like to impart onto other people now starting the profession um well always remain open to change um this industry is relatively new compared to other medical professions and there is bound to be room for improvement and change and we are also in the midst of a rapid technology revolution if you want so so tech is changing very fast and those that embrace change and adaptions will be the most successful so rather than looking at new ideas and industry developments as disruptions find out the opportunities in them how can they help you provide the necessary care for users take teleaudiology for example again gn was the first company to feature a fully capable remote fine-tuning system and we were chased it uh, by many HCPs concerned with what this might mean for the future of their jobs. But fast forward a few years uh, last and we are experiencing a global pandemic where our target users uh, asked to stay home to avoid becoming infected with a potential deadly virus. So we have seen many examples across the globe uh, that the most resilient and successful practices are those that have embraced change and uh, found new ways to care for their users with the help of teleaudiology and connectivity solutions like ours. So we have a common saying that was adopted from an unknown source and it's that change is the only constant and this is a phenomenal profession that allows us to change the lives of people every day so let's continue together to further improve it i think that's fantastic i think you know listening to what you've said and thinking back to some of my experiences sometimes as clinicians we are afraid of change and we are afraid of experiencing or exploring what new opportunities are available to us so i think you know i really do i really I really do agree wholeheartedly with what you've said in terms of, you know, be open to, to what opportunities are presented to you and be open to the changes that that might come your way. And I think if COVID has taught us anything, it's that things will change and can change very, very quickly. Would you agree? I would absolutely agree. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, that's brilliant. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your very, very busy diary. It is very busy. And I know I say this at the end of every every podcast because the people that, you know, that we speak to are extremely busy doing lots of things. And I know particularly with Christian, we've, we've given him a lot of tasks to do on top of his normal job. Um, so thank you very much for taking the time out. Um, to speak with me today really do appreciate it um for anybody who's new to the podcast make sure you check out the rest of the blog um and make sure you share it with everyone because it's a wonderful way to get to know some of the people that we'll be seeing at the conference this year thank you very much christian christian and we will see you in a few weeks my pleasure sanam thank you very much and i'm looking forward uh to pac 2020